in three, three, two, one. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. We enter our off-season programming schedule for now and the future, where we get together on Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. We talk a little evergreen topics just between the two of us, and then we follow it up with an interesting interview on Wednesday with uh, try to get some advantage players in the space, pick through uh, you know what's going on with them and their process. If we can, you know, weave it into the evergreen topic, all the better. But um, yeah, this is going to be a fun off-season experience. I'm. How was your How was your first weekend without NFL, Andy? Did you make it? Was it Was it a Was it a, a stressful or relaxing? experience i bet i bet a bit of basketball i bet a bit of tennis you know i bet some nascar it was kind of nice that the nascar race was delayed by thunder and lightning and whatnot because i was sweating golf golf basketball and one other i can't remember what else was going on i was sweating golf well, the Aussie Open was at night. I think I was oh, just right. sweating the end of the golf tournament because like, I don't post outrights because I don't really play them for any serious amount of money. But the the fact that when DJ when DJ went out and he was twenty percent of the betting market, I, my hand was kind of forced when books are slow to react and I'm just like, well, I'm going to pick a few guys that I have high on my, you know, I'm going to pick the next favorite. I'm going to pick like three guys I like, and the three guys I like, I like Siwoo. I like Tringali and I like Daniel Berger and I will always have Daniel oh. Berger high. So I got Berger like 18, 18 to one, I think. So that was Damn. a it was a fun little sweat. So and that, that's another reason why I was we talked off air. I was trying to do a withdrawal because Danny B hits, Danny B top five hits, and uh so that was nice. And then also sweating some golf. Uh, I had a golf matchup on Sunday. I had mm. two lane going. I was betting some other totals somebody else gave me. So it was nice not to have to sweat the uh, the NASCAR stuff till late that night. But then also I stayed up till forever o'clock watching NASCAR, which mm. is not great. So I'm, I'm glad there's other sports. I'm glad golf is off to a decent start. I'm glad the Aussie Open has been a ton of fun. You know, if you're listening to this live, if you're listening to this right away on Monday night, there is a killer slate over the next couple days so many great matchups in the aussie but uh i think i think i've done okay it's cold as shit up here valentine's went good i mean did you did you smooch anyone for valentine's day? oh yeah valentine's day was a, was a winning weekend in the, you cook? In the whale household yeah. i feel like you i feel like you're like me you would cook or something uh in like a schmuck oh man no i didn't do any of the cooking but we had some good meals it was a. Uh, it was we had a, we did a brunch on uh on sunday that was pretty outstanding we did some some good cooking on saturday night it was a great weekend all around and uh, like you said the aussie open's been super fun basketball has been tough go for me i have not had a great uh nba week my nba week was up and down uh didn't really get hurt but it wasn't great um and then yeah they tailed tailed 
one of our buddies on a golf play, golf matchup that was an absolute uh, no doubter, which was a lot of fun. Um, but that's kind of what we want to get into today. The first of our evergreen topics, we're going to talk a little bit about tailing plays, a little bit about you know tailing, fading, uh, free picks in general. Um, how the Twitter ecosystem, you know, how it works, uh, you know, what your experiences you remember when you were a young, you know, a new player uh, coming into this and, uh, you know, how you choose to tailor fade people and, you know, some of the impacts that has on you as a, as a um, you know, just as a, as a better. And it's it, a lot of people are probably going through this, you know, a lot of people, as we talked about last week, like the NFL is over, but they have money in there. They're, you know, they're, they're flush their bank account, you know, their bankrolls are flush or, you know, they want to start betting on these other sports. Maybe they don't have an expertise in it. Maybe they're looking to the internet to find someone who is perceived subject matter expert that is posting their picks for free that they can either tail or fade. And it is been sort of the kind of the backbone of gambling twitter i would say at least from my experience on gambling twitter because oh yeah i learned in the first month that the easiest way to get new followers is to put free picks on your timeline yeah and that still is the easiest way to get people people love that even even if they're not all that good it's just it's fun it's fun engagement um even you know there's there's trolls and there's shitheads and bad people, but even even if people disagree with your picks, that that can lead to fun engagement where you can have oh, a yeah. good conversation. Like, hey, did you know this or that? Or we wouldn't be doing a podcast if you hadn't disagreed with some of my tennis picks. I think. Yeah, I mean they were bad. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but if you hadn't said anything, if you hadn't, if I hadn't been had putting was, my, if I hadn't been putting my plays up there for free, and you hadn't been chirping me when I was putting up bad, making bad picks at you know after sharing my numbers, then for all we know, you'd be doing a podcast with someone else right now. Yeah, probably like Rachel Nichols or somebody, somebody <laughs> famous. <laughs> anyway, no, yeah, that was fun, and uh, it was a Davis Cup country like to advance round robin play that was one of the first ones i played of yours and it was fun because <laughs> it's like a multiple day thing that was fun yeah no um and this is a story i've told before it's probably the the lead-in to me getting into gambling twitter at all was finding nrop and any of the ogs would remember nrop and just you know i've told this story before i remember thinking i found the lost city of el dorado like oh man this guy wouldn't just put these picks out for you know if they were bad would he like this is he's just telling me who's gonna win and like you know like the first two days or something it did well like oh my god i'm you know you're thinking about like how i'm gonna move to vegas and retiring and i'm a professional sports gambler now as i'm you know like putting 20 bucks popped out on tailing his picks and and then he has like you know a 10 star like i'm putting 10 units on it (laughs) like oh and of course that lost and that was my first uh experience and realizing like oh this is like nobody's good at this well did you immediately make a burner and start shit talking or did you wait a couple more losses? i haven't made a burner (laughs) it took a while before i made a burner first burner was probably tennis uh the tennis birthday one oh yeah the birthday feed yeah 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 okay um all right yeah i mean it was um you know i I came to twitter real later than a lot of other people. I was never really part of the forum space. I guess, did you ever go on the gambling forums? A little, was that a thing? Not, you, not, no? not, not as much as some people. Some people were very deep into the forums. 
Yeah, I definitely read like the SBR forum and like got recommendations yeah. of what books were like actually gonna, you know, survive versus the ones that were a little more illiquid and a little bit less likely to uh, to make it. Um, but I never really participated in the discussion about handicapping. I never really was, you know, was was into that. And um, a lot of people learned that way. A lot of people kind of cut their teeth that way. And there were a lot of people who were, you know, who were doing the right things on those forums, kind of sharing information, sharing picks and things like that without really asking for anything at all. And then there were others who were obviously trying to leverage a hot streak into selling packages um, you know, trying, you know, portraying themselves as, you know, plus EV players with the advantage information that you could buy. And if you were willing to pay this, then you can get in on the scam, you know, on the, uh, on the, on this great money-making opportunity. But in reality, it was all a scam. And that's, you know, that's something that's part of this as well. And, you know, I mean, and there are for sure, like you start putting free picks out there, you know, not everybody's motivations are the same. Uh, you know, there's for sure there's a level of responsibility that I have kind of learned the hard way through the years um, because, you know, the more people start following you, you throw a tweet out there like, hey, I bet this, you know, like that's one of, you know, 800 bets maybe, right? What's so special about this one? And somebody sees that they might trigger them to go make a bet that they wouldn't otherwise, right? And there is a little bit of that sort of responsibility that I feel kind of, uh, you know, not great about just throwing free picks around like crazy. Like I'm much more interested in if you're doing a handicap and you ask me a question or something like that, I'll absolutely kind of engage and say, yeah, well, no, I bet this side and this is why. Like these are the reasons. Like that's a good sort of healthy back and forth through someone who I think is willing to share information and share picks more so than just sort of posting and, you know, trying to get, you know, engagement via like or retweet for for posting free picks. But everybody kind of does it a different way. And for sure, when I came to Twitter in maybe 2015, we'll say, um, you know, I, I had similar experience to you. Some one of my friends was like, hey, look, follow these four or five guys. They put up free picks and they're awesome. You know, and you're like, OK, cool. And then you hit a couple winners tailing these guys and you're like, wow, like it's this easy. Like you just got to follow these accounts and you win money doing like this. this is crazy. And sure enough, there is survivorship bias uh, at play. If <laughs> sure enough, there are uh, a number of, um, you know, factors that play into, uh, you know, who kind of, you know, somebody will go on a heater basically. And if you're tailing their picks, you may think like, okay, this is all plus EV, you know, information. And maybe it is, but there's for sure certain ways that you want to evaluate people. Um, be, you know, and we'll, we'll get into kind of evaluating people who are providing information in the gambling space. But, um, yeah, it was pretty clear. And back in 2016, that there was sort of a vacuum of subject matter expertise in the sports betting space. You know, certainly no one, you know, with clout, with a name recognition was really providing lots of good free information in terms of what to actually bet on. You know, it was it was tough to kind of sift through that. And if you threw your hat in the ring and started providing free picks or your numbers or whatever, um, that was a really, really quick way to gain and grow an audience. And in fact, to this day, people ask me all the time, like, hey, how did you get an audience on Twitter? Like, what was the mechanism? It was providing free picks, period. Yeah. Like that 100%. is that is all there is to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Like no questions asked. Like people love free picks. If I've learned nothing else on Twitter over the five years that I've been, you know, engaged in gambling Twitter stuff, people love free picks. And it's fun. It's fun that when they win too, it's fun. Oh, it's really fun when people. they win. It, oh yeah. It, it the is fun community wins. Oh yeah. No, it, it, it's, uh, that is fun, but yeah, there are some pitfalls to that too. I've told this story before too, where I put, you know, just, I'm a, I do like to bet every edge and 
there was like a Saturday where I bet, you know, nine or 10 games on a college bet Saturday. And uh, I don't know why or what I was doing, but I went down to the casino to play craps, to have some fun. <laughs> and uh, apparently my, I really didn't pay attention because first of all, there's a few TVs there and they're showing whatever's on probably college football, maybe some premier college basketball games. It was the fall. And I didn't watch my games because they weren't on TV and I was playing crap. So I didn't pay attention. Turns out I went like one and four in the first five games. And I got a DM from a guy, Hey, you're not doing so hot today. Should I double down on these last five or whatever? And I just, you know, I didn't respond to that. Cause that, I mean, lesson number one, no, like bankroll <laughs> management, just because they're not your plays doesn't mean bankroll management should be thrown out the window. So I didn't respond sure. to the guy. And then, you know, I went like two and three in the last five or maybe even, you know, like worse, who knows? Either way, it wasn't a good Saturday. And he, his, it was just a bunch of messages. It's like the crazy ex-girlfriend, just uh, 30 texts from her, but it was just him, <laughs> him talking to himself. And he's like, well, you really do suck shit. <laughs> it's funny like i can always remember like that. wow like, i can always remember that DM. Like, at I'm, least no one I'm said i hope you trip on your surfboard you california douchebag that one still sticks with that me. one I that one is one of the one. best trolls ever. <laughs> but i mean it, it's just funny like because again it was it was a season in which i was successful it was a season when i won and it was you know it was one bad saturday and i think that is the biggest pitfall about tailing free picks um, it can be, I don't want to say it like turns into a job, but it can turn into, you can have, you know, a big bunch of FOMO. You can end up with, you know, like I said, bad bankroll management. You know, let's say you have a guy you've been following and he, he's, he's playing well. He's, he's doing well. When he bats, he gets closing line value, you know, all the good indicators. He's not throwing out 10 unit bombs and stuff. He's, he seems like a responsible better who has a, a decent system and a small edge and is winning. And he puts out some plays and you miss them. You forgot to bet them. And he goes like four and oh on those. So then he puts out some more later in the day or the next day. And you double down on those because you're so mad that you missed these winners. And those, it always happens. So let's go like one and three. And then you put yourself in a bad place and you're mad at this guy and you're mad at yourself. And like, I think that's the biggest thing I see with these, like the story I just told, like the bankroll management is still so important. It doesn't matter who, who you're betting through, who you're betting on or who you're betting for or with. It's still, it's still going to just ruin your experience. If you start doing shit like that, that's, that's what I see the most of, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that's tricky. Um, but yeah. And I guess we'll we'll get into that in a little bit more detail, I think, because there are for sure kind of ways to if you're a fairly new player, for instance, there are for sure ways to try to uh, limit the degree to which you are influenced, impacted by the FOMO part of it, which is very real. Uh, you know, someone who you follow carefully and listen to a lot of, you know, a lot of content about and you happen to miss the one key piece of information that makes everyone else rich, but you, you, you know, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough to, uh, you know, to deal with uh, mentally, but, um, you know, kind of going back to the, the start of this thing, um, you know, guy, a guy I was good friends with shared my football numbers with him in the early going, um, you know, he got to be, you know, he, he was like, yeah, you're, you know, this, you're, the stuff you're coming up with is good. Like whatever you're doing, you know, to come up with these numbers for NFL, they're good. Like, I like this, like you should start sharing this and uh, you know, you'll number one, you'll draw an audience and you'll start to 
uh, you know, to, to grow a following. I'm not, I, I didn't even know if that was something that I wanted at the time for sure. Yeah. Um, but number two, you'll get feedback on these, uh, and the payoff for sharing free numbers for sharing free picks oftentimes is networking, the networking effect. Right. And if you are, you're not going to get discovered, you're not going to make a, a relationship. If you want to be an originator and you want to have someone who can, you know, move picks for you and embed into a bunch of accounts, you're not going to be able to do that as effectively if you don't develop some, um, you know, I, what's the right word, uh, reputation or resume. If you don't build some sort of, um, proof that what you have is valuable, um, and a decent, easy, good way to start to kind of make an impact in this industry and in this community and gambling Twitter in general to start sharing picks, track them um, truthfully, you know, track them effectively. Uh, there's often kind of the most common stuff you see is people will post picks and then not do recaps or do recap sloppily, only recap on winning days, only recap with lots of emojis and getting lots of attention only post pics when you get a certain amount of retweets, a certain amount of likes, like these are all, you know, social engineering, um, what social engineering, uh, strategies, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to, wanna, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to call anybody there. out and maybe I won't either because I'm just too nice and you know, I'm a nice Midwestern boy, but some of that stuff is annoying. You know, like I, I've, I've never done the, hey, 18 more likes and I'll release my banger for the day. It is what it is. I'm fine with that. But a couple, there's one lately, and I won't even mention the account, but I don't think it's burners. I think he's giving out free picks or something. If somebody posts this, people will just go under these gambling accounts or like there's, you know, BR betting or one of these big accounts and they'll post, oh my gosh, have you heard about this account? I hear they never <laughs> miss. It's oh like, my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I heard he was also playing this guy's picks. That guy just doesn't miss. Look, I yeah. see those all over. I've been, I've been muting a lot of accounts because of that, but I mean, it, it is, there's a lot of hustlers out there and they're hustling. And I guess yeah. I got to respect them a little bit for that. Yeah. And I, so I think maybe lesson number one to take away from this discussion is anyone's posting free picks, take it with a grain of salt, take it with, interpret it with a degree of skepticism, right? <laughs> Is there are not all you know there the people like you and me who got into this and posted picks largely with the ultimate goal of developing some some means of proof that you have subject matter expertise in a growing field that was lacking any subject matter experts. The quickest and most effective way for us to do that was to share free picks, track them honestly. Okay. And if you are, you know, so, so kind of think about what people's motivations are, because pretty clearly, you know, here we are doing radio and in TV and, and internet shows and, you know, lots of paid opportunities in the sports betting media space. And it's not an accident, right? Like this was the payoff. Like we were giving away lots of free information, doing free podcasts with information and there was a payoff involved for sure. And there's a payoff for everyone. No one's out there giving away information that's any good without some sort of angle, without some sort of ultimate goal. And some of the, a lot of the people 
their ultimate goal is just to trick you into thinking what they have is valuable when in reality it's just coin flipping, right? And so kind of keep in mind what people's motivations are for putting up free picks for sure. Um, and, you know, that there are now actually, and props to our, you know, our, our uh, powered by bet spurts, there are applications which are more effective than ever at trying to kind of siphon out the signal from the noise, trying to, uh, you know, make it especially hard for the bullshit artists to really, uh, you know, get a, a, a strong toehold in the community and, you know, if, if they don't, if what they have isn't a value. Um, so it seems... Yeah, and I, I don't yeah. want to put us on a pedestal and say like uh, we we did this completely benevolently, and we're just excited to be talking to you guys and drive engagement and have conversation. And honestly, we are like that's all fun. I really do enjoy engagement. I enjoy talking sports. I enjoy talking gambling, whether it's with you on this podcast, on other podcasts, or in the DMs in Twitter you know, DM groups or just on the timeline or anywhere else. I enjoy all that. But, you know, at the same time, like we said, we were looking to work on our networking and meet people who could help us, uh, you know, get better at this. I think we were very successful in that. Not only just meeting some people that were able to help us along with the media thing, but betting and just, uh, we learned a shitload from a lot of smart people over the, over a period of time. I think that was massive, but I mean, that, that's, that's something I would take into account too. When you're, when you're looking at somebody who's giving out free picks, like think about what they're after because yeah, they're, right. that, that was an old, I mean, that's an old Twitter scam. That's maybe the first old Twitter scam there was, was, Guy starts like five Twitter accounts and makes a bunch of plays, and then he discards four of them. Whichever one got the hottest, that one's all of a yeah. sudden selling. Like, oh, now I'm a tout. Like, that's I, not I, even an old Twitter scam. That's happening no. this minute, right now. No, but yeah, there are people. Happen. Yes, without question. Um, and yeah, it's. It, I guess the um, the the first thing I can even say is. If you know, it's important to evaluate the quality of the information. Uh, like our friend Femi brought up, like he's looking for someone who's actually providing an explanation for why they played what they played, not just splashing a tweet with a bunch of free picks on it. And uh, and but but there's for sure a couple of key things you can look out for to help kind of sift through the noise at face value. Like, is this person tracking their plays carefully? Like, are they sloppy about that, or are they actually doing a fair job of giving you the prices, for instance, that they paid? Right, the juice matters. Juice matters ex is exceptionally important. Price matters uh, to a, a, a very, very strong degree. Uh, are they getting closing line value? Do you see uh, a posted pick that is posted in a timely manner that that price one did it exist recently or ever? <laughs> right, and you know, and two, uh, you know, are they, you know, is the market moving with or against them? Um, because, you know, believe me, like, you know, it's, it's very, very tough to do, um, you know, the NFL card and get it out to people in a way that any of that information is useful because by the time it's like all kind of combined into one, you know, one thing to send out, like, yeah, some of the, a lot of those bets are made on Monday and Tuesday and the number is gone. And I have, you know, I have nine plays or seven plays and four of them have great closing line value. The other three don't. Well, guess what? The only three bets you can still get down are the ones that the market didn't agree with, which presumably are the worst of the plays on that card, right? So it's it's a very complicated, um, you know, I guess way of 
trying to communicate with people and trying to help share information and stuff. And the bigger, you know, your audience grows, the more difficult it is to do it without, uh, you know, creating a feedback loop. Right. So I did guess you, did you read that? Um, it's funny you talk about getting, you know, people trying to tail a capper or tail their favorite handicapper and make sure they get the right number. And that, that's something I got complaints about when I was, posting a lot of soft bet online openers yeah <laughs> that stuff yes that's yeah. right i don't that, i don't play a lot of overnights anymore not only for that reason but for other reasons that i just can't get much money down on those but you know th that was annoying not only on my end i'm sure it was very frustrating for other people like i'd like to bet these but you know if like 10 people bet 200 on one of those picks it's going to move two points because it's a soft crazy soft opener in a small conference. So it doesn't take very many people to wreck those. And it's yeah. funny. I don't remember. I'm trying to find this thread, but I read a thread today on Twitter about someone, somebody, a, a tout, he sold plays and he's like, he was having a winning season and he got a complaint from a guy saying, Oh, you know, I'm getting my ass kicked. I'm losing money. And he's like, I don't understand that. Even if you got the worst of the number, you should be winning. And this this other guy was able to sell or buy as many points as possible. So if he missed the best of the number, he would buy to it to the point where he was laying like uh, minus two hundred. You know, see, you know, the, oh. the stout loses a play, and you know, loses minus one ten, loses one point one units. This other guy's losing two or better oh. sometimes. So I mean, the, that that's part of the the bankroll management, and honestly, just the common sense. Like, uh, and I think a lot of people that maybe the, once we get to some math episodes, we can get into that too. Like just how crazy bad that is. But that's mm -hmm. the thing. Like if you can't get the best to the number, if you're, if you really do think there's somebody who's putting quality information, putting time, thought process into their picks and they are getting closing line value they're you know, they're hitting all the indicators for being a halfway decent originator of some sort of sport and you can never get the number, maybe you need to look at your outs. You need to look yeah. at where you're betting because you'll have people like, oh, I, I can't get that. Where do you, well, what books do you have? I just have this book. Yeah, like that. that's that's issue number one. Like you're going to need more outs if you want to try to get some of these. There's 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 places that just don't move very fast. There's always going to be stale numbers. And that can be a whole different issue too if you get too, too wild on some of that, on books that are slow, you know, slow poke numbers like that you can get limited and have problems with that. But at the same time, if you're going to go the complete opposite direction and just have one out uh, tailing someone else's plays might be an issue because if, if you do get the worst of the number every time at your shitty sports book that you're deciding to use exclusively, you can run into some problems there where, yeah, the guy you're following is winning, but you're breaking even or doing badly. Yeah. So here's, so what we're dancing around is really the whole key point of why we wanted to do this podcast, or at least why I wanted to, which is to yeah. point out that it is extremely hard, maybe impossible to tail someone and long-term be profitable because there is going to be a degree of tax on you, the follower, right? You're effectively, if you're, if you find someone with good information, if you find someone who's influencing the market, if you find someone who's moving numbers regularly and try to tail them, you're consistently going to be getting a little bit worse of the number on average. And when you are not getting the worst of the number, it's because the market didn't like that pick. So those are by definition the worst of the batch, right? And if you uh, and and absolutely you can run into situations where um, 
you know, you miss some small subset, some small sample. And, uh, you know, it, it, it the, the onus is, it, it, yeah, like you said, if you don't have the same outs, if you can't get the same liquidity and the same picks, like if it's, if it's a niche sport and the market's violent, you know, very volatile, uh, to this, you know, these, these releases, like there's a lot of reasons that make this extremely hard to tail someone profitably. And I don't know that it's necessarily, I don't know that it's a plus EV strategy. It's probably not. Right. And we'll get into the fade part of this at some point as well. But I just, I don't know that I've seen proof that you can have a long-term profitable situation if all you're doing is trying to tail someone or fade them. Yeah, that's kind of like, that's the stark reality of it. It sucks, but it, it, it does become a difficult endeavor. Short term, you can probably have some success, but oh, sure. long term. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Let's let's separate this. Let's separate this of like thinking of it as an investment strategy over the course of a season from something like, oh, I just want to have a bet on for this game because it's Saturday night and I'm going to be watching the, you know, the game of the week in the NBA, right? Like there's for sure different degrees. You know, if you if you're if you just want some entertainment and you want to be paid for the entertainment, uh, but you don't feel like doing the work on the handicap yourself. And you just tail someone's picks on some, you know, some, you know, standalone event. Yeah, whatever. Like that's that's not, you know, that's probably going to eat into your overall end of the year, you know, bankroll situation. You're it's a minus EV play probably in the long run. Um, but at the same time, if you're going to enjoy it, if it's going to be fun, then what you know, big big deal. Like if you find someone, if you have someone that happens to be an especially good golf handicapper that you chat with who occasionally puts in plays and says, hey, this is what I'm on this weekend. And you're like, well, I'm going to watch golf and I don't even know how to start handicapping this. I'm just going to go ahead and tail this, even though I'm going to get 15 cents worse of the price. But whatever, he, this guy hits a crazy clip. Then the next thing you know, like, yeah, now that might the golf is more enjoyable for me. Like that, that is perfectly well, that, fine. That, that's yeah. I think you really nailed it. Like if you, and I, going back to my original story where it's like, I was going to move to Vegas so I could be betting. You know, <laughs> yes. Like yes. I, I was just going to follow some free cappers picks and like, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just waiting for him to tweet while I'm playing craps all day, drinking champagne. And I go put the plays in for 10,000 each. And then I just collect at the end of the day, go to my condo in my limousine and you know, that's life. That you know, that dream isn't real. That's not how this is going to work. You're never going to be able to find someone who just gives you free picks and retire off it. But like what you said, and especially you know what I led with when we talked about what we did this weekend, like I had to go look. I couldn't even remember exactly because we talked to so many people. But my guy, and I will give him credit, BP at B Pick Sports. Yep. Like I don't handicap NASCAR. I don't no. even like NASCAR. <laughs> In fact, NASCAR sucks. But it was the Daytona 500, <laughs> and it was Sunday without football. And he he mentioned it in a in a chat, and then he talked about. I think he probably tweeted it too, where uh, Bubba Wallace failed inspection was going to start from the back of the pack, and one of the prices probably wasn't reflecting that yet. So I bet Kyle Busch over Bubba Wallace, and they went back and forth all race, and it made a really a sport I really really don't enjoy watching. It made it sort of enjoyable as I was flipping back between that and bridesmaids. So <laughs> I, I you know, like you said, like if you want a glowing like, endorsement for NASCAR, NASCAR will not be one of our new sponsors this yeah, season. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like if you want to put some recreational money on a sport you don't handicap and have some fun and enjoy watching, like you did with golf, like you don't handicap yeah, golf. 
but it made watching, you know, a, a little bit of those four rounds very enjoyable. Is uh, did, did that one go all four? The Hosler no. one? No. I think that one was that one was safely oh, home two. by the end of round one. Yeah, round, in middle of round two, it was like a ten. That was like a ten shot gap, I think. But anyway, go ahead, please. No, and that's the thing. Like, if it's a sport you want to you want to do some watching, it's it's likely I would say finding someone to tail sporadically on some sports like that that they legitimately spend time in handicap is probably better than just throwing some darts. Like it, it's definitely a step up from that. If that's what you want to be doing, you know, if you want to, Hey, it's the masters, it's the Kentucky Derby, it's the Daytona 500, it's yeah. the Olympics, it's, you know, the, the champions league final, the, yeah. oh, know, yeah. the world cup. There's all these massive events that you can't ex- be expected to, you know, be originating prices on all. I mean, even if you are a good originator on a different sport, it doesn't make you an expert in everything. So I, I do that all the time. I'm, I'm, I know you do too. It's, it's, it's a lot of, it's a good way. You know, we, we've said this before, not everyone listening here. Their dream isn't to become a professional sports better. This is for sure a hobby. Yes. And UFC, Somebody, two great people example. just mentioned UFC. That's a great, great example. example, especially like over the summer when there wasn't much to bet on. I was betting so much UFC <laughs> and I, I was listening to uh, my guy, the Sodsman. They do a podcast. It sucks. They do their podcast on Wednesday nights, like the same time we do. Otherwise, oh. I'd be in their shit live giving them a yeah. hard time. But yeah. th- there's a couple good UFC podcasts I listened to. I did a bunch of reading. I talked to people I know. And then, I, yeah, I was betting. It. And yes, this is. Esports too, yeah, yeah. Our guy, yeah, Gelati League of Legends. Woody has Woody's given us four out of four winners so far this year in in League of Legends. Um, you know, let's go, Mad Lions. Yeah, Cordy. I mean, yeah, yeah, we know we know a few good esports guys. Yeah, and I actually kind of do love esports too because oh yeah, um, even at the even at the the books we have access to here in non legal states. Like that's one where there's always a live stream. Like you oh, go yeah, on, book, you go on bookmaker. You can watch. I have no idea what's going on. Like I, I was betting the one at CS:GO. I think where they're, they're shooting at each other, and then somebody mm-hmm. has to plant a bomb in a certain area, and then yep. everyone tries to get each other. And like I don't, I just was. Uh, <laughs> I I watched the live odds to tell if my team was doing good or not. Like, oh, they <laughs> went, it went from minus one twenty to minus one forty. We did yes. something good. Yes. That's yeah. great, man. Okay. Yeah. So no, this, but the, the underlying point here is that if there is an art to doing this in a way that works for you, and if you go into a given, uh, you know, if, if you are following a stranger on the internet who is posting pics, you made it sound creepy. <laughs> well, that's how, I mean, and go back to the Enrop example, like that guy was, that was a stranger on the internet who was posting pics and people yeah. all thought it was plus EV and they were tailing those pics. Right. And yeah, but you know, keep in mind, like the idea that you're going to be able to get down the same prices over the course of a season is not likely. Okay. And the, and fundamentally, uh, if this is a person with plus EV, you know, in, you know, information, they're going to move the market. Ultimately it's going to be, you know, and you, so they only have to hit maybe 50, what 52.3%. To be break even, well, you now got to hit fifty four percent. 
So there's a tax on you because you're getting, you know, 10 cents worse price every single bet, right? So if you think you're really going to be able to do that for the whole season, it's just not sustainable. Like in order to get people our football information and try to help our audience kind of be in the same spots we were, we decided to do a live stream on Sundays this year because it was so hard otherwise to like get that information into people's hands in a time where they could you know take action on it uh, and not get the worst of the number. And it's extremely hard, even in a sport that a market that is as robust as the NFL. And this is that's yeah. the that's the best case. Sunday, and, you know, Sunday from was there fun. they go. That was a good idea. No, but but that's that was it was think about how hard it was to get like if you weren't listening live, you know, and, and the 20, 50 people that were in there live with us, you know, who were betting those openers, like those numbers were gone. And yeah. it's in it, that, again, this is in the NFL for crying out loud. This is the most liquid market of them all and for North American sports. So you can just think about how much harder it would be for baseball, basketball, you name it. Um, and that kind of brings me to the next point. So I used to put and just and real quick yeah, too, like the fact that we had to, I mean, if you want to go all the way back, start a podcast, sure. figure out how that all worked, figure out all the equipment and then everything, and then get, get it to the point where we could live stream just because, you know, the, we were putting out these plays and people were, listening to this podcast like 10 hours later and realizing like, well, I can't bet any of these numbers. So, I mean, we had to say like legitimately, if we want to give out free picks on NFL on Sunday openers, we have to do it live. Otherwise, <laughs> and, and then even then, like there's been times where I don't even get the, the same number you do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. You know, it, yeah. it is, same, it is extremely difficult. Like I paid a tax. Yeah. By, by talking <laughs> instead of clicking. So, I mean, yes. th th that's, that's the tax you pay. Yes. Yes. And, you know, it, the next kind of kind of divergence here I want to talk about. I So I used to put up daily betting picks for tennis. I did it for two or three years. Right. I was betting. I was betting every uh, every tournament throughout the year up until the U.S. Open. Uh, and then I stopped. And one of the reasons I stopped is because I was scaling up. I was betting at specific shops. I was seeing the numbers move and I was like, I can't, you know, go pick off the numbers that I like over the course of the day. And at the end of the day, just post a card of a bunch of stale crap, right? Like that, like it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, that wasn't fair. Right. And so I just stopped. I just went cold Turkey. Like I'm not posting these picks anymore because I tried to scale up and, and the, the information is now, you know, it's being absorbed more, you know, faster than anyone could get it. Um, but at the same time, like if people want to talk tennis, people want to, you know, talk about specific angles or picks, I'm more than happy to do that. It's just, you know, it, sometimes there'll be, I can tell you, Hey, I bet this at this price, this is what I make it. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean it'll still be fair in the market. Similar thing was going on with the NBA. I started betting NBA earlier in the day. Um, so posting my card right around tip off wasn't fair anymore because sometimes lines had moved four or five points. And so yeah. it was, uh, you know, completely ridiculous. But um, it goes to show you like if somebody is winning <laughs> in any given sport, especially a liquid market like this, eventually, uh, you know, other people, you know, you, you know, the, the market makers are seeing that too. And, or, you know, closing line value is going to smoke people out. Right. And there, there are, there are basketball plays. I do not post. There are basketball plays. I do not put in my bet spurts because I make it 
I make the number X, the number is Y, I bet Y. And by the time, you know, I'm getting through all the accounts I'm trying to bet it at, it becomes X. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's not fair. I, cause you know, let's say I, I think it should have been minus five. It's only minus three. I bet at a couple places by the time I'm done betting it, things are moving. Other people probably are betting the same number if they're seeing value. By the time I get around to it, it's four and a half, maybe even five. And if it was five, I wouldn't have bet it. So it's not fair. That's not, you know, that's not a good way to run things. It's not a good way. I'm not going to say, well, here's a bad number. Here's a stale number. Bet this. That yeah. that That is, I think that's kind of the core tenant to that is just, yeah. You know, I, I think plenty of people do that. And that's, that's where not only are you yeah, paying, here's you're, the paying, other thing. you're paying an extra tax. Here's the other thing. If you're doing that consistently, if you're consistently posting stale numbers, pe people will know, people will notice. It takes no time to figure out if you're BSing about the number and you may be the best originator and the number may move on every one of your play. You know, you may be the, uh, you know, the, the, the king shit, king boss originator out there for your sport and the number moves on it every single time and you share it after the fact, you know, all I'm saying is that people will see it and know, um, Can't in, BS, it, BS. How, how many, how many, how many days you b before, before people pick up on that? Two, it three, it doesn't take long. Week, people get crazy. My weeks. favorite is when it moves against me. And I get to say, hey, guess what? I bet this at plus eight. You oh, yeah, that is fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, but you could. <laughs> yeah, it's been thrown in my face. I just got rejected on this play, but you can have it for yep. an even better number. Um, <sighs> no, so, <laughs> so, no, so I mean, you know, for sure, uh, there are scam artists out there or people who are being a little disingenuous about what they're doing, and they're going to consistently post numbers that are, you know, that have been, that are post steam, and that's not helping anyone. Um, that's building fake cloud for sure. Um, it's been, it's harder and harder to do that now that you have tracking apps and things like that. And for sure, people aren't using tracking apps. The likelihood that they're actually doing something like this is pretty good. Um, if you go and ask someone, Hey, uh, what's, uh, you know, what's your record so far this season on blank, right? Like that's a common thing that someone would ask if I put up a, a, like a betting card week 12 NFL, you know, I'll get two or three people that'll say, Hey, what's your record so far this year? Like if it's not easy to find that, like there's a reason, right? Yeah. It's either this person is so sloppy that they're not tracking this stuff or it's not good and they don't want you to know, right? Like those are the two reasons that it would be hard to find someone's performance, right? And if, it, if they're making it especially hard, the chances are they're keeping bullshit records and or, you know, some, you know, they're keeping track of their own records. And it's like, well, not down. Yeah, I'm like 50-50 so far. This yeah, I'm, just, uh, I'm, I'm a little joke. behind. It's the know? joke I have with my buddies when we go to the, when we go to the <laughs> casino and we leave and, oh, you know, I have buddies who play a lot of slots. I don't care sure. for slots. Cards or cards or dice. And, you know, so sometimes I don't see them for an hour or two and then we'll meet up and head back home and how'd you do oh, about, about even we're about even, about even yeah yeah about even, about even, about even, <laughs> about even. so you lost everything you came with okay that's a euphemism for yeah i'm, I'm down a bit i'm, 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 down, down, I'm down, down a bit yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I lost i lost um, enough to a lot enough to hurt but not enough to be really sad yeah, like yeah i can yeah. still i can still go enjoy the ride back home but i mean and that's yeah that yeah. that is the case too if you're you know these people that I guess we shouldn't have to say this, but the people that I'm hitting 70%, I'm, you know, 
they're putting out everything's a 25 unit play and or, yeah. or not only that but like i'm up 700 units and yeah. then you look and all their plays are 20 unit plays well it's like uh, you know it, it, there's some context there you need to be sure. kind of looking back at some of that stuff sure. that is why you know and you know we're powered by bet spurts like you should every single college basketball play i put in there I put it in there and it tracks it for me. That's kind of nice because it'll tell me if I won loss. And there's a nice little chart. I can't, I can't say, well, you know, I did, I didn't play those plays. Like it, you can go back and look at every single one I put in. I even put in golf now that uh, we're, we're doing some updates on golf. There's going nice. to be NASCAR in there and stuff. So everything I've put in, whether you're using that, which I encourage, obviously, since they own us, but anything you can do to track, you know, we don't have every sport on there yet. We're still working on some developments, but you should track. And the fact that if you're going to follow someone and they don't, that's probably a red flag, right? That's a huge red flag. Huge. No, we've mentioned all the red flags. Yeah. Excessive emojis, uh, you know, max bomb stuff, more than five units sort of plays regularly, like all that stuff, you know, unit inflation, um, past posting, um, posting after steam consistently. Like these are all huge red flags. Now let's go the other way and say that you found the diamond in the rough. You found someone who's posting free plays that's actually doing it for, you know, not disingenuous reasons, right? They're actually like, I just want to become an, you know, a, a, a recognized expert in this field and or I want to make a network of friends here. And oh, you like chart. Uh, ooh, oh, look at that. Chart. Look at look at that red dip. That was a yeah, ooh. Yeah, what happened there? Bad, ooh. It was a bad what time for there? Andy. It wasn't you only fun. got to minus five, so that's not actually even that bad. No, was, <laughs> that's was, not bad at all. <laughs> that's not bad at all. Um, but yeah, no. Let's say you find the diamond in the rough, who's doing a very good job and like, 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 lionhearted. Like they're just trying to make some friends in the space, network, share their information, get better. Um, you know, true blue. Um, how do you evaluate their performance? How do you figure out if you should be telling them? Well, for sure, you should be looking at if they are beating the closing line. Okay, this is a trick that algorithms and that good bookmakers use to profile their customers. It takes about 800 to 1,000 plays to figure out if someone is plus EV or not if you only look at the results. It takes about 200 if you are looking at their performance against the closing line. If they are beating the closing line at a percentage that is higher than the, than the hold in that market they're betting, then that is a plus EV better. And you can figure it out in about 200 plays. And so if someone's putting five picks up a night uh, in the NBA or whatever, um, that's what? Uh, that's 100 days? No, excuse me. That's uh, 40 days worth. So yeah. two months worth of plays if you're keeping track of it. If they're keeping track of it, even better. Like, honestly, someone who is trying to prove their worth should be keeping track of that and should be, you know, more, you know, tra very transparent of like, hey, look at this closing line value I'm getting, right? Um, and so, yeah, let's say you find this person and let's, let's say they're, let's say they're handicapping baseball, right? Let's say they have a plus EV baseball model and they're just crushing out, uh, you know, just plus unreal money line, money line sport. It's money so line easy. sport. You it's can so see it as track. clear as day, like, holy smokes, look at this closing line value they're getting. Like now, you know, now you have somebody who's printing money for you in baseball. Um, you can do a lot with that information, right? If the mar if if a lot of people are catching on to it, if this person is becoming you know relatively well followed, and the market is is you know it is gone from just recognizing their information and moving the number, but also then you have a whole stampede of uh, f you know of steam coming <laughs> that's coming behind them that moves it even more. Like, hey, you know, like you've 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 unlocked 
some free arbitrage now. And, yeah. you know, you, it's entirely reasonable. You know, there were probably people who were listening to our podcasts on Wednesdays and, you know, seeing if numbers were moving, you know, beyond where a fair price would be if people were, you know, stampeding on board. And, you know, sure enough, there was probably value on the other side sometimes. Like, I'm sure that that was the case for, you know, some of our friends who had placed plus EV stuff in, in baseball and golf um, and, and and basketball too, for that matter. Um, that probably happens to you in college basketball playing these small market teams. If you have a, you know, a number that moves X plus two, you know, then all of a sudden the other side is, is plus EV probably. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's important to kind of always keep in mind sort of what your ultimate goal is. If you're really sincerely tailing someone over a longer term time window. Um, but you know, for sure, I think it's not likely or expect you shouldn't go into a, any kind of a relationship tailing someone expecting that you're going to be as profitable if they even are profitable. If they're not, yeah, just like, flipping like, coins. like you said, you know, it's, it, it's hard. It becomes difficult if somebody is truly successful and originating, they're moving lines, which and then it becomes difficult for people to follow along and bet those. So then, I mean, so like at the point, like I just said, there's some basketball picks where I don't put them out because they're gone. Like the number's gone. It's not, it's not, I, I think I'm, I try not to be a shithead in life. So sure. I'm, you know, I, 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 I don't feel like putting out bad a stale number. Well, a stale number is terrible, but putting out like, hey, I bet this at minus three, it's minus five now. You should still bet it. Like, yeah. If I believe that, if I think it should be seven, sure, I'll tell you. I bet it at three, it's still value at five. But if it's, I bet it at three, I make it five, it's five now. Like, I'm not going to put that out there. It's just, it's, it becomes just noise. It's, it's break even at best. Break even doesn't cover the vague. And, yeah. You know that, that I think I think too many people don't do that, and that's where you end up. You're you're betting a number which probably doesn't have value anymore. You might be getting an even worse number where you're betting, and so you're paying double tax. Yeah. So just it, it becomes it becomes an issue there, and hopefully people are seeing that. And look, I think the the main takeaway is here: you're probably never going to get rich just tailing someone. Like it's no. just not, it's not no. a thing. So like just wipe that wipe that out of your head right away. And if you treat it like we treat it as I, I can go one step further, you're never going to get rich sports betting. Yeah, it's hard. It's I, I don't think it's uh, you. You have to dedicate your life to it and you have to be a lot better at math than I am. Yeah. And as soon as you're a winning player, it's the you go through fit part two, which is you have Trash. to stay winning while also finding ways to get your bets down. Because once you're a winner and people know it, it's that much harder for you to actually even get a bet placed. So for bigger and bigger amounts. Yeah. And then when you're betting bigger amounts, downturns hurt worse. You have yeah. to keep a bigger bankroll. Your bankroll, it can't be touched. You can't be using that for the bills. You need to keep a massive amount of money liquid unless you can get a shitload of credit out. So, yeah, maybe just uh, do this for fun because it is a fun. It's a fun <laughs> hobby. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy. Like I said, I love handicapping golf. I'm having oh, yeah. a lot of fun talking to a lot of smart people about golf. I love sweating that four days. I love handicapping college basketball because it's all yeah. the time. I like yeah. talking NBA with you guys, but I don't handicap it. So I'll, I'll play some NBA stuff. I don't know dick about the WTA, 
but I know some smart people who do women's tennis and I will play some of their stuff again, all for recreational amounts. And it, it's enough. Like it's, of course, it's to keep me interested in these sports. And I think, I think more people, you know, you're seeing a lot of this and everybody just does the lip service to it. Like you, you see an ad read or a, an article or anything and at the bottom. It's like, you know, they'll talk about this, that, and the other thing at the end is like, Hey, if, if you were someone who knows has a gambling problem, call one in our gambles, we bets off. You know, just quick at the end, like just do the to do the lip service, but like truly, like that's that's the key issue here is I think some of these the problem gamblers think like I'm gonna get rich and I'm gonna double down and I'm gonna I'm gonna you know pay this and you know we haven't even got into touting nor will we today, but you know I'm 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 gonna make money doing this. Uh, it's like the guy who or the people who took personal loans to buy GameStop at an inflated price. Yeah. Like when it, whenever yeah. you think you, whenever it turns into a get rich quick scheme, you need to take a step back and chill the F out because if you treat this like a hobby and have fun with it, that's one thing. But if yeah, if you are going to try to get massively rich tailing someone's free picks off yeah. the bird app. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple more things real quick on free picks and you, you kind of jump in if you have additional layers to this, but um, someone who's a tout who is occasionally doling out, here's a couple of my free pick scraps, right? Like yeah. if you think it's hard to evaluate someone without 200 plays and their closing line value, imagine just getting some of the scraps of their paid picks and, you know, the, and, and using that in any way, shape or form as an indicator of so whether that person has plus CV action is, is insane. It's insane. And you know that 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 is a key one. I think a lot of people fall for is the, hey, I'm going to give out a free pick today. You know, it's that's not going to tell you anything about that person's quality of handicapping. Period. No. Um, it's a single single sample size of sample size of one tells you nothing. Um, the other crazy thing, you know, going back to your you know sort of kind of commentary about problem gamblers, um, and we'll get into kind of the mental, you know, toughness difficulty of of. You know, missing out on someone who's on a heater and or jumping on some, you know, tailing someone right as the, you know, the regression to the mean comes like that for sure is triggering that that's tough mentally. Um, one of the things that makes me not want to share picks at all is occasionally like I'll, you know, like somebody will see my tennis or something like that or, you know, an NBA pick I made or an interview that I did where I said I played something and. I'll get a message out of the blue that's like, hey, man, I never play this sport, but I saw that thing and you helped me get even with my bookie so I don't have to pay him on Monday. And it's just like, dude, like <laughs> that was your double down. Like, the, 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 the <laughs> like, like play. that makes me. Yes, nervous. that I, you get a message like that and you're like, I, I can't like you're giving you're throwing free information out there you're doing it for fun it you know it's it's one of a enormous sample size it may not be you know plus cv anyway if they can even get the number you bet it's probably not plus cv it's a coin flip and like you're flipping a coin for someone else out there and it's like a meaningful amount of money for them one way or the other and a sport that they don't bet like that's messed up man it's messed up and you know it's a, Do you remember it's, our, our friend the moon dog <laughs> that one the one NFL play he went balls deep on Giorgio. Oh, I do remember that. And he, his buddy's like, he's not having a good Sunday. Like, don't 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 bet an amount. I don't know. I, I you're you're grown ups and I'm half libertarian anyway, so I shouldn't tell you what to do, but like to don't bet an amount that will ruin your day. Like that's step one. 
Yeah, yeah, but still, but yeah, you know, the, the, the Sunday double down—that is a classic move. I've seen. Yeah, do. and you know, they—you have this enormous audience, and you're throwing picks out there for free, and you don't have the respect for how they're being used, and uh, you know, it's 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 or it's, or it's the humbling. The second best one is when you put out like five or six, let's say, basketball plays. Hey, which one of these is your strongest? Which one of these is? Your, <laughs> like, yeah. yo, What's your play of the day? Yeah, what's your that. play of the day here, man? Yeah, which yeah. which which one do you like the most? Because I want to put all my money on that. Like, yeah, I I don't think I want to pick one because I'll I know I'll pick the wrong one. <laughs> you yeah, know what right. happens? You go five and one in that scenario. Of course, of course, every time, every single time. Okay, um, how about uh, the other side of the coin here? Are there people out there that are so bad at this that you can make? a long-term profit or expect to make a long-term profit by following their picks and fading them with regularity. I don't think so. It's so hard. Okay. It's it, like, there help, are me people under, in, help me understand why that is. I mean, without getting into Z scores and outliers and like, there are, there are people who are bad, but most people who are bad, they're, they're bad because they're somewhere in the 48 to 50% range or 48 to 51, where they're just bad enough to just consistently lose juice, have a bad, <laughs> you know, like to, I mean, most, yeah. if you look at how most people bet, if you actually track them and I, I look at other people's yeah. accounts on bet spurts all the time, a yes. lot of the, the, if you lose money, it's not because like, Oh, you're so bad that I no. can just play the opposite and win. It's no, it's because you're flipping coins. Yeah. Well, it's, it's three steps forward, three steps forward, four steps back. Like it doesn't seem like you're moving backwards very fast, but you're moving backwards slow enough where you do it the other way. You're still betting minus one ten. It's not enough. Like there, there's nobody who loses that badly that you can just straight up fade them. I mean, everybody has those stretches. I, I, I've had, I had an zero and five day. I had like a, of course, one and, I had oh, like yeah. Oh, I've been, I've, oh yeah, oh yeah. No, no, no. There's there, there. You can you if you, if even if you are very good, uh, you will have small sample size where you will have very clear, obvious negative performance. And guess what? Like we're pattern recognition machines. That's the way the human brain works. And if you see someone has lost six out of seven, you're like. Oh wow, that's a lot of losing, right? <laughs> but see, no, even Femi, like, look, the bubble was a tiny sample size, tiny, right? Like it was so quick. There was eight games and what twenty teams. Um, so you know it, that was that was it was too small to really know that you know anyone was you know, you're getting any signal there, and it's but you see someone with you know getting swept two nights in a row, and you're like, okay, this person sucks at this. And they will always suck at this. And I can bet the other side and make money. No, what the real lesson you probably can take away is I should get into the bookmaking business because there are people out there that are this bad at this <laughs> that will lose money because I get to bet them. I get to make, write those bets at plus 110. You have to write those bets at minus 110 if you are trying to fade someone. Yeah. And that's the problem. And for almost everyone out there who's like, you know, doing this recreationally, doing this for fun, coin flipping over the course of an NBA season, you make you know, 400 plays or whatever, you're going to lose, uh, you know, you're, you're going to go 200 and 200 and you're going to lose 20 units. Like that's just the way it goes. And <laughs> what? 
<laughs> you're gonna lose you're gonna lose 20 units because you're you know you're 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 flipping coins and it will look on a graph like you're a profitable fade but in reality you're not because it's all about the juice uh and even someone who you would think is impossibly bad uh i would say is pretty clearly uh you know going to regress to the mean at some point um <laughs> I don't know what's going on in Twitch right now, but it's I like I like the, killing me. I like the Twitch comments. Like yeah, the Twitch, getting, Twitch folks are are getting getting frisky. I like it. Um, okay, so yeah, no, I, I it's not it's not profitable to long term fade someone, especially if you're paying for their picks, especially if you you know if and if you're not booking them at plus one ten, then you're in deep trouble. So uh, it's just yeah, let's just keep that in mind. Um, the uh yeah the worst player in the world long term over the sample size of a thousand picks is gonna go 50 50. yeah big enough sample just love to love large numbers it's gonna it's gonna come back to it at some point i mean there's there's stretches like i had a i had a 12 and 0 run in college basketball but i also had like a one and it was like a one in ten run like like those things even out over enough time yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay um yeah well let's we're getting close to an hour so we should probably wrap it up i think the main points we wanted to take away from this free-flowing discussion about free picks taylor fade number one always try to suss out the motivations of the person posting the picks always try to figure it out because it's entirely possible that they're not doing it for altruistic reasons number two even if you do find someone who is doing it for altruistic reasons and or someone that's worth networking someone that you can you know use as a supplement to your entertainment because they handicap sports that you don't and they are winning at a, at a winnable clip and you can actually tail them and make it worth your while still know how to vet those people and vet them based on the 200 you know pick sample and are they beating the closing line like that's what you should really realistically care about and then number three it's not profitable to long-term fade someone and realistically it's not profitable to long-term deal someone either you're not going to get rich doing this it's just the the odds are stacked against you if you want to be long-term profitable in this industry you need to be a bookmaker that's not a bad idea should we cross, <laughs> we cross the counter it feels a lot easier just to write tickets i know right I, let's just write plus 110 tickets instead of making minus 110 bets what are we thinking that's kind of the ticket <laughs> man these are some tough questions that we're getting asked here on the Twitch. Yeah, I don't know the answer to um, that one. I'm gonna have right. to think on that one, Squish. Any so. final points you wanted to to weave into this discussion before we wrap? No, I mean, and just like in all things, take it easy. Like, just take it easy. Yeah. Don't go nuts with this. Like you said, the guy's doubling down on Sundays. The guy's, hey, what's your best place so I can put half my bankroll on that shit? Like, don't don't do that. Just yeah. always take it easy. Everything always boils down to bankroll management. It's boring. Yeah. It's awful. It's stupid. But hey, and the f- yeah, work. right. And the flip side, and the f- <laughs> the take it easy. Yeah, hey, and the, f- <laughs> the flip side of that is, uh, you know, if you have something that you think is good, um, and you want to put your information out there, start to get noticed. Great way to do it. You know, great way to build an audience quickly. Give away free plays that are winning. Like that. That is a very you know very effective way of building uh, a reputation and an audience. But you got to do it with you know with a uh, a careful mind and um you know there's pitfalls eventually you know you'll get to the point where you're getting messages like thanks man you helped me make my mortgage payment 
you know, and you're like, oh Christ, like this isn't why I'm into this. <laughs> this is not, I'm not trying to do this to be nervous about some guy that I've is some stranger's mortgage payment. Like this isn't this isn't cool. So you should have that on auto withdrawal anyway. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. No, good discussion. And then yeah, as always, if anyone has any thing to add or any questions, anything we missed, hit us up on Twitter all the time. You yep, know, absolutely. Absolutely. Always worry, always willing to continue talking to folks and, and um, you know, best of luck as you get into the the, uh, the Aussie Open and the and the and the, uh, and the basketball going on right now. The Genesis Invitational this weekend on God knows what, because they don't really show golf on TV. Okay. Ready to wrap? Yeah, let's call it a, let's call it a night. Thanks for everyone in the chat, even all about the squish. <laughs> a lot of people whose names started with X today. That was something I was noticing. Xerxes and his pattern recognition, man. Yeah, it's like you walk up to that roulette table, you see it's gotten eight out of the last nine black, and you think, "Oh my god, there's something special Reds about do. this table." No, it's not how it works. It's not fair. All right, take it easy, man. We'll uh, catch up on Wednesday. Hey, did you see people starting uh, starting to get their sweatshirts? I did. Nature's healing. People are getting their new type sweatshirts. Is it even it's you're, it's not sweatshirt weather where you are though. It's like full on parka weather, right? Oh, you put a coat on over the sweatshirt. It's like bubble weather, right? Okay, three layers, layer with layer season. I like it. Look who that 